Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown, our regular sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends from around the country. That's right. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. We got Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Anthony Malafronte in Georgia with Todd Meiniger. Not with Todd Meiniger, but state, same state. Todd's up in coming Georgia, and Anthony's visiting family in St. Simons Island, Florida. So what's up, boys? Long time no what's see. Up? Everybody doing good? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's been a long while, it feels like. Things are good. Um, and I actually had a, a fairly decent weekend. I got to uh, um, <laughs> watch a lot of sports, and I don't usually do that. It's weird. I get stuck on other things or doing something with Cindy or Ted, uh, but watched a lot of TV, a lot of sports, and uh, have some. I have some ideas to chat about, which I'm excited to chat about, so, <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. How about you, Todd? You had a big weekend. I did. Actually, had a big end of the week last week. Um, work-wise, things are going great. Um, I'm, a, I'm in sales, so I'm already ruining 2022. Um, how, how are we going to replicate this, right? I'm sure you, you guys have had similar thoughts. Um, but I'm going to enjoy that ride. End of last week, I went to Oklahoma. My son uh, graduated boot camp. Um, so went out there for a quick little business trip, two days. Um, Thursday was family day, um, and Friday was graduation. Uh, flew in Wednesday, came back on Friday. Um, couldn't be happier, couldn't be prouder. Uh, he's doing what he wants. He has purpose. He's excited. Um, he's always been a good kid, um, but it's just amazing when you see your, your, your child have purpose in life and not just uh, playing video games to four in the morning and sleeping until one in the afternoon, right? Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, he, he's, gosh, it's, it was, it was perfect. It was great. Um, couldn't have enjoyed it anymore. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be prouder. And like Bill watched a ton of sports, uh, this weekend. So, um, I know, yeah, father Bragg, uh, he finished uh, top 10% of his class. Uh, we got a little coin recognition that he can keep, uh, keep forever. Um, so again, just to see the pride and energy coming out of him was just awesome. Awesome. So looking forward to chat sports with you boys, uh, Mal, what you, man. Nothing, nothing happened uh, to you this weekend, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm up, I'm up here in uh, St. Simon's Island visiting Dylan. Dylan had a a, a little mini health scare, and uh, um, we uh, got got on our horses and drove up here as quickly as we could. And through the grace of many good people, good things happened, and uh, um, Dylan's going to be he's going to be fine. Um, and, uh, uh, you guys know the whole story. We'll talk about it maybe someday when things are a little better, but, uh, he's, uh, got a lot of really good friends. Um, you know, that the whole small viable audience concept has, uh, uh, both personally and professionally, um, has been, um, illuminated for me in ways that, uh, I never had, had, uh, really thought about. I, I kind of guess I knew they existed, um, but the you know for me as a dad, uh, the numbers of of friends, uh, uh, you three at the very top of the list, uh, uh, who reached out and and were uh, uh, were incredibly flippant, timely with the right thing to say, and just knowing there are that many people thinking positive thoughts, uh, the world's not nearly as bad a place as some of us. Uh, some make it out to be uh 
it's filled with a shit ton of good people. And, uh, um, you know, through, again, uh, you know, you, you never know when you're going to get tested, uh, but it's good to be tested and know that you can pass the tests. And uh, Dylan, his family, his mom and dad uh, were tested this week and we, we passed. And it's, it's all good. And uh, thank you guys very much. Yeah, man. Happy to hear that. Um, guys, I played uh, a round and a half of golf um, on Saturday. Our men's golf association, we have different games each week. And, and this week's game was five clubs and a putter. <laughs> uh, and you can't even, you can't even go to the court. You got to leave the rest of the clubs you're not using in the car. And um, so you have to choose a putter and, but only five other clubs. So I'd be curious, Bill, what, what would you pick if you had to? Well, I've played West in Chase. I played in a uh, one tournament once where it was two clubs and a putter and, but you could use your partners as well. So you had to, so I guess that's about the same thing, right? That's um, okay. So I would, I would definitely take a three wood, not a driver. I take a three wood. I would uh, take, well, of course I would take a, uh, a sand wedge. Cause you can, you can have a seven iron, right? Yeah. Seven irons, a good one. Um, maybe a hybrid. So three wood hybrid, seven iron sand wedge. Oof. And what am I going to fill that in with? Cause I, I can get a lot between the three wood and the hybrid. Um, maybe, maybe at that point a nine iron as well. So I have, I kind of covered, I think I could do pretty well with that. To be honest, okay. I should probably try that. I'd probably do better than I do now. Cause I'm thinking too much. That was part uh, of my philosophy, I, Bill. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting at the green and working backwards. Okay. Uh, but I would, I would definitely take my putter, my 54 degree wedge, okay. um, a nine iron, uh, a six iron, hmm. a hybrid. And I wouldn't even take my three wood. I would take my five wood. Yeah. Well, you hit your hit five wood straighter. Really yes. <laughs> but I, I also hit it. I mean, I hit the three wood straighter than I hit the driver. And I hit the five wood straighter than I hit the three wood. So I would take those. I can kind of chip a little bit if you needed to uh, with the five wood or the hybrid. Uh, you know, Cause you're going to get in trouble, right? I got to keep the ball low sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I think those would be the five I would take. What'd you yeah. take Sean? So, so I chose. Oh, three wood. Todd. Sorry, Todd. Uh, oh, I'd go, I'd go, I'm, I'm dumb. I'd go driver three wood. <laughs> sand wedge and probably a five iron because i figure are we playing part fives what are you playing part fours and fives regular course regular course yeah yeah so yeah that's what i do drivers that's i'm gonna say it again driver three wood five iron seven iron sandwich okay all right okay yeah. i'm I sticking went, to it and by the way i, I want to shoot 110 because i don't and still have a good time so i don't good. hit my driver any farther than my three wood and we played scarlet mm. so i did three wood and on six of the 14 non-par threes, I hit three wood into the green on my second shot. Or wow. I'm thinking I'm thinking three wood off the deck on my sculled drives on par fours, <laughs> second shot in on par fives. So that's what I'm thinking. I, yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I kept the ball in the fairway for the most part. I think I hit, you know, probably more fairways than I hit with my driver. Of course you um, did. I did I did four iron, six iron, eight iron, and then my 50 degree. Mm. wedge so you um, yeah, see, I have no problem with that we well, inside bunker. Yeah, i actually i actually was the best out of the sand with my 50 degree 
because my 50 basically could serve as a nine iron or a wedge around the greens, you know, and I could play yeah. low or high. I, I, and Scarlet bunkers are deep. Kevin did not bring a sand wedge. He brought like a pitching and he, he hit in the first like four holes. He hit in three bunkers and blew them across the green every time. Yeah. You know? I think so, you can do a lot with a sand wedge around the green too, or, you know, and I can use it from 85, yeah. 90 in. But to so. your point, Bill, huh. when it eliminates some of the thoughts, and there's probably some rounds of golf where you only just might hit only five clubs. You don't think about it, but yeah. you just kind of, you know, so there was a couple shots where you're like, ah, I could really use a seven right now. Somebody's do I throttle down a six or do I go after an eight? Um, you know, and then a lot of it was, all right, if I leave an eight short, I can chip it up to the hole. If I, if I hit six over, I don't know how I can bring it back onto the green, you know? So Dude, it's funny. You, it all depends on how you're playing. Some days you're going to crush the eight. Other days, the way you're playing, I'll just fucking lay off the six because you yeah. just, it depends on how your game is. You know, you yeah. never know. So I, I shot 87. Um, I was doing, did the front nine, uh, 43 on the front with just bogeys and pars. And then I made a couple doubles on the back, but I netted out to a 78. So I came in third place, I think, for my little flight. But my brother yeah. Kevin shot 74 gross on Sunday. Wow. Uh, wow. At 72. But yeah, so wow. pretty. Pretty strong, but those guys hit the ball way farther with the with the driver. So they, you know, take some bunkers out of play and and yeah. shorter range in the greens. But um, let's let's start, guys. We always start with with champions. And Bill, we can put you on the spotlight. And Todd, uh, tennis, U.S. Open, the last major, two big stories. Uh, one, a really really cool story, and one a, you know, I, I think a, you know, maybe a letdown of some sort, but. Yeah, I, I was let I was let down with in the women's match as well. I mean, the cool story obviously was Joker not winning the Grand Slam. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Emma Raducanu, Raducanu, uh, a qualifier, the first one ever to advance all the way through. Uh, she wins uh, the the women's side, and then Daniel Medvedev upsets Neil. Daniel. Daniel. Oh, Neil Medvedev. Sorry, Daniel. Um, Oh, Daniel, that's how I said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Bill, walk us through the uh, the champions, because I'm sure you probably, you and Cindy had your eye on it. We, uh, yeah, we watched both completely all the way through. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 the uh, watching the girls play 18-year-old Layla, 19-year-old Layla and 18-year-old Emma was really super fun. Uh, they were high energy and an unbelievable um, level of tennis, Todd. You agree with that? I mean, they were smashing the ball back and forth. It was so much fun to watch. And, and I kept my mind up going, there's Serena's done because there's no way she's keeping up with these two. There's no way they, they would run her ragged. Um, even, you know, um, even some of their serves were impressive. Not, not Serena level. Nobody's Serena level when it comes to serves, but uh, super fun to watch. And um you think about this, I mean, the, some of the stats and the, the things, like what we saw Emma do is we'll, we'll never see again because we're old, but I don't think my son will ever see it again either. It's not going to happen. You're not going to have a qualifier. Um, and this is why it's an open event, right? It's open to anybody. I'm sure of a certain level of a certain ranking, or I mean, maybe you can work your way through it, but she had to win not seven matches, but 10. She never went to three sets in all 10 matches. She lost i think total it was 33 or 34 games in total in total in 10 matches i mean it's it's unbelievable how she dominated now i thought she went from like 178th in the world to 23rd right 
and her and her her draw was easier than Layla's. You can't deny that, because Layla beat three of the top five ranked players in the tournament. Yeah, so <laughs> two, three, and five. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. She didn't run out of, just run out of gas, right? Yeah, she, she just, just she gas. did. I think. Look, but she played of, three less matches. So, we saw yeah. a couple of people run out of gas, right? Mm -hmm. In 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 the yep. women and the men's. It's just exactly what happened, but. Yeah, so I don't know. I, you know, Anthony, were you, did you get a chance? Todd, you guys get a chance to watch a little bit? I of did. <clears throat> yeah, I watched Go ahead, Anthony, little little the women, the women were amazing. I mean, they're young girls. They, uh, they both hit really strong shots. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their backhands were, but they hit some amazing drop shots. And they're, <laughs> I mean, the kid who won is so quick. Mm. I mean, she sprints. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was really fun to watch, and it's nice to have some unexpected new blood in the women's game. Yeah, it was I, really I unexpected this, on both ends. Yeah, I think this U.S. Open on both sides for different reasons is exactly what tennis needed. Um, so, and the men's maybe yeah, we'll get to the men's in a minute. But you have two an eighteen and nineteen year old a qualifier an unknown. Um, and the quality of tennis was unbelievable. It was so good. It's not like, as you, as you pointed out, Bill, uh, Fernandez beat three of the top five players. I mean, she went through the gauntlet, um, yep. hats off. Is it to Kerber, um, for showing classiness when she lost to Fernandez, yep. she came around and hugged her, let, let her have her moment, but you know, she's a, a champion. And, um, I think the heart of a champion, you have to behave well in defeat, which is hard to do. Um, but the influx of this young talent is what women's tennis needed. Um, Serena and Venus have dominated for years and years and years, but these two aren't jaded yet. They aren't super filthy rich or super jaded where they're have a tirade to the umpire or yell at reporters or, yeah. you know, they, they, they're still fresh. And I'm not saying that someone like Serena or, or Osaka um, you know, what they did is wrong. It's just, they're jaded. They're older. They've been there. They mm -hmm. felt all these years. Um, you know, so it's just nice to see two fresh, young, very extremely talented players battle it out who are both humble and happy to be there. Yeah. Um, and it was, so what a great final for the Chris, women's. Chrissy uh, Everett brought that up. She, she actually said that yeah. post-match post comments, let these two girls be teenagers, please yes. don't, don't put them under the pressure of all these endorsements and all this stuff and extra tournaments to play in because there's now they're going to be, uh, you know, fees for showing up and, and playing. Just let them be, let them be kids. You know, don't do that. Yeah. We'll see. It's um, they both came from relatively humble beginnings, both played in, you know, like those, the kind of those, uh, they weren't country club kids. They played in exactly. right, tennis, you know, kind of tennis for, I don't remember. Park tennis, park tennis, yeah, right? Yeah, park tennis and out of these programs that were set up to get people interested in the game. So uh, going to be yeah. super fun. And, and just the composure on stage in front of 20, it's almost 22,000 people that stadium fits. I think it's the largest tennis stadium in the world. Um, to see the composure that those two had talking to that group. I mean, Layla killed yeah. it. She, mm -hmm. she just thanked that she did. New York loves her forever, you know, and, and, uh, and Emma did her best, but uh, Layla, Layla may have lost the match, but she won the press conference. <laughs> yeah, and it goes without saying, Bill, um, we all take, I know this for a fact, we all take mental health seriously. So yeah. it's no knock on Osaka or Serena's yeah. you know, 
fighting with umpires and reporters. It's just wonderful to see yeah. un fresh energy, right? Yeah. Um, agree with Chris Everett. Let's let's hope this lasts for a while, right? Yeah. This would be great. Yeah. Ride that wave. Good call. Yeah. And on the men's side, you know, I, I didn't watch the the finals, but I did watch Friday night the semifinals because it was on during Lost Lyrics. And man, those guys were playing. And that 53 volley yeah. game. Oh my God. It was yeah. that's uh, awesome. Bill. Bill, you're the uh the viewing uh tennis expert, but I, I'm gonna jump in um and then let you run. Yeah. Um as you know, I'm a Packer fan um from a previous life, and uh there wasn't much a game going on uh for them this Sunday. And uh I kind of forgot shame on me, I kind of forgot the match was going on. Um, all of a sudden I flip over and I, and, and I caught it from the mid second set on hmm. uh, Medvedev just unbelievable, right? He, he's been in finals before um, again, no knock against Joker, uh, but it was nice to see a quote unquote, even though he's not new, but a fresh face hoist a trophy, right? Those, those three, the three headed monster have dominated the last how many years, X amount of years um, I have. And I think it's, noted on this on this uh, program i've never been a joker fan um i'm, I'm a Federer fan nadal although quirky you know best clay court player <laughs> never been a joker fan but i for a lack of better uh term fell in love with him right <laughs> he was down five four in between uh third set he was he was down five four medvedev had a break and dude just broke down in tears just towel over his face crying just crying crying first of all he wanted to win to complete the career grand slam right second of all if he won he would be the all-time leading tournament winner of all time dude had so much pressure on him um and i think in a text exchange i said it doesn't matter he has 20 majors it doesn't matter he has enough money that he can never spend it all uh he wanted this so bad and he just ran into a buzzsaw right medvedev outplayed him um, he was flawless, nearly flawless. So, uh, I, although I'm not a huge Joker fan, um, he went up a couple notches. Just the human element came out, right? These guys are so robotic all the time, and they yell at their box and they have their quirks. And you saw the human side, and this means a lot to him. So I gained. He felt relief when it was over, you know. Right. So all that pressure, right? Maybe all yeah. That pressure. I think. And I'm uh, confident he will break. He will break uh, Federer's and Nadal's record. Oh, I think. Absolutely. But at his Absolutely. age, there's no guarantees, right? He has a couple injuries and you he's never 30, know, right? He's 34, Nadal's 35, right. Roger's 39. I mean, Roger, yeah. I think, is done because he's coming off a third problem with his leg, his knee. Yep. Um, and Nadal's got that foot problem, which is kind of weird, and they're trying to get some weird things get going on. <clears throat> so, but I, you know, uh, McEnroe, such a, both McEnroe brothers are awesome, uh, uh, you know, at those matches and uh, with Chris. And having... Um, Having John McEnroe say it was pressure and fatigue that did in Joker, the two things, yeah. together, right? He had that five-setter Friday night, um, late Friday night, actually. Uh, and and he, he played so many extra sets because I think of the six previous matches, four of them, he lost the first set. And you just yep. did, it's just not a typical Joker kind of thing. I came back and won them all in four, except for against, you know, Sasha that went five. Um, but, you know, like, not a Joker fan either. I, I got to admit, I was happy he lost. <laughs> right, which is weird. I, res I respect. I respected his his uh, 
little schadenfreude his journey right this yeah. is god this just felt for him a little bit right yeah and but at the same time bit, uh, bill same time. I, I i saw him hours before the final just practicing 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 yeah. do you and i don't know do you think he over practiced i mean wouldn't you lay low uh, after he, but routine i'm sure it's normal yeah right? his his fitness is is uh, unquestionably tops on the tour i mean that's not an issue for 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 a novak but for whatever reason it just i mean look um even um uh, even even the best golfers have a bad day and shoot a 78 out of the blue like a bolt out of the blue right and i think the same thing happened to novak it just picked a wrong time to have just just to be a little bit off just not to be completely dialed in whatever it was and and then the pressure of the moment has to has to weigh on him as well because i think I, I told you all this yesterday in a funny <laughs> or silly text that he, he he wins that match there's no doubt he's the goat it's over he's the goat because he won a grand slam first one in over 50 years he went to 21 majors and probably is going to win a few more it was just over but now it's not there i mean right now it's still it's still up for grabs there's still a chance and a dog gets healthy and a chance those guys have some fun back and forth and we won't know. And Federer was the first guy to 20 and there's always that as well. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's not so cut and dried anymore, even though Novak this year was amazing, but much like the Patriots, <laughs> the thing you're going to remember uh, of 2021 in tennis is 27 and one, not the grand slam. He just couldn't get it done. Uh, so, yeah. Well, let's I don't talk remember baseball. the pa I don't remember the Patriots, Bill. I remember David Irie. <laughs> yeah, but you you know you know eighteen and one means you know when you see the eighteen and one you go oh yeah the Patriots and you guys know why I'm bitter about that yeah. still the seventy two <laughs> Dolphins God, I just hate it hey the Bucks um, have a chance base, twenty and zero baby baseball let's baseball let's go boys. I'm rooting for them let's uh, let's break it down uh, a couple weeks to go in the season a AL leaders Tampa Bay. <laughs> White Sox and Houston pretty much have it locked up. The wild card is the show to watch. You got Toronto and Boston tied right now, a half game up over the Yankees. So fact is, is that um, three of those teams from the East, two of the, there's going to be three teams from the East getting in. Yep. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> yeah, there will be. Yeah. I mean, cause I guess technically Seattle and Oakland are still in it, but they're going to have to, really play some good baseball here at the end and need some of the AL East teams to beat each other. And then out West, Todd, um, or not out West, but in the senior circuit, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and San Francisco right now with the Dodgers pretty much a lock in or San Francisco. And then quite a race for that wild card between uh, San Diego, Cincinnati, mm -hmm. yeah, St. Louis, Philly, and New York. Are kind yeah, they all have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Bill, you guys got to be happy with how Tampa Bay's playing, and and uh, yeah. and, and yeah, Todd, look, you got to be happy how Atlanta's playing. Yeah, they, I think look with the Rays, they're in that weird position where if they win like six more games, it's over. <laughs> six out of nineteen, they're going to win the division. Now they might not, you know, get the home field advantage to the AL, but they're they're just not going to be caught. You just want to see them keep playing well. You want to see the pitching to kind of rebound a little bit because there's been some issues. They're losing tonight. As we record, it's the bottom of the fourth. They're down two nothing to the Toronto Blue Jays, who are just hot as hell. I mean, they scored twenty four yeah. runs the other night. Something yeah, like that. they're yeah. they're they're playing well. And it used to be, it's not just that they're spoiling the Red Sox and the Yankees. They're going to catch one of them and knock them out of the playoffs. Is what it's looking like. 
so which one is it going to be? You know, um, <clears throat> so I think that's critical. And some, somewhere, somewhere we got to talk about last night's Yankees Mets game because I don't know if you heard about it, Sean, but it was awesome. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll clue you in. Yeah, so, we'll go ahead, go ahead and talk about it now because. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, here's the best part about it is the the men have just finished playing, and then the first pitch is about thirty minutes later. At, at city field which is right across the lirr tracks right right <laughs> so right across the tracks is city field from 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 uh flushing meadows it's just it's just awesome <clears throat> and uh the tennis center but lind so you have a little issue uh france francisco lindor uh hit the home run <clears throat> yeah and he walks around and he's pretending like he's whistling out to uh stanton in center field and i think it was in center might have been left but stanton i thought it was in yeah yeah yeah. So the whole point was he, he was, they were accusing the Yankees of stealing signs and signaling in with whistles, you know, Hey, off speed or fastball. Right. Because that's all you can really do is off speed or is it going to come fast? And uh, so at this time, um, <laughs> the next time up um, uh, Stanton comes up the next, his next at bat hits a home run. And as he's rounding second decides to like slow down to just a slow walk and chat with have it out and chat with Francisco Lindor about him, how much of a dick he was, you know, for that home run trot. And it's just, it's just awesome. Right. And so the, the bench is clear. People are coming out in the field, the bullpens run in, which is always the spectacle part of it. Nothing happens. Oh, but it's, but it's not over yet. Bill. But it's not it's over. Not it's not better. Over Sean gets better. So now you've got, you know, this situation now the game's tied six, six Lindor's already hit two home runs. Lindor comes up in the bottom of the eighth goes yard seven six <laughs> and stands just standing there lindor's rounding the bases and the yeah, mets end up winning the game seven six putting up even more pressure on the yankees as uh as they lose another game but uh really fun um that's just new york at its finest anthony i mean <clears throat> you know you've been to games like that i'm sure you know and uh i, I just well, and bias, bias like, through, through the game away the night before yeah. with the overthrow yes at the right. you know, seven seven yep. in the bottom of the eighth yep top of the eighth and he airmailed yeah. it into the dugout you know unbelievable that's that's the guy who said you shouldn't boo me even when i play bad yeah right yeah big dummy. thumbs he down got thumbs down was <laughs> he first. got booed he got booed mercilessly after that one yep yep mm -hmm. well it's gonna be Face fun to watch and like i said it's it's fun to see some of these other teams in the in the wild card uh you know making a making a effort to make some series matter todd hey sean real quick braves four and a half up kind of like the rays i think the phillies are just running out of games right so um if they keep taking series they should be they should be fine um as you put out they have to win the division i don't think they're even sniffing a wild card spot in the uh in the least um a name you guys may or may not know alex anthropolis he's the braves gm he made some really pivotal moves at the trade deadline, including the addition of Adam Duvall, Jay Solar, uh, Jock Peterson, um, Rosario, uh, and there's one more. I mean, these guys are just, it seems like the difference makers every night. And as I've said before, I think Braves arguably have the best infield in baseball with, uh, with uh, Darno at catcher, Freddie at first, Ozzy at second, uh, Dansby at short, and uh, Austin Riley having an MVP type series um, season at third. So is, nice. is Jack, hold on tight, Braves. Hold on. Is Jack Peterson postseason eligible? Because he came on after yeah. September first. I thought he's pretty. No, he was in trade deadline. He was before the trade deadline. Oh, okay. I just didn't remember him being that early. Okay. He may have been one of those guys. 
guys. I think Rosario was hurt, so he didn't play for a week or two. But no, Jock Jock's okay for sure. Right. And here's an interesting story. He's been around six or seven seasons. Well, he was a Dodger guy forever. I mean, he was a he's he never was. played a season of baseball without making the postseason. So <laughs> what what pickup that is just for wow. a clubhouse wow. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. All six or seven years he's been in the postseason. We'll, we'll get we'll get to it at the end of the show, but the stat of the weekend in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence's first loss as a starter ever. In a regular season game ever. Ever. In a regular season game, yeah. Never lost in middle school, never lost in high school, never lost in college. Wow. As a starter. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really quick, let's talk golf. Uh, the the Europeans round out there. Uh, their Ryder Cup team after the BMW Championship won by who, Todd? Why are we talking about hope? this? Go Why are we talking about the European years. Tour? Yeah. <laughs> talking about the European Ryder Cup team. Uh, they definitely bring the uh, veterans on as captain or as captain's picks. Sergio Ian Poulter and Shane Lowry leaving. Wow, that's Justin Rose. Rose. 150 years of golf. <laughs> <laughs> and, Justin uh, Rose left off. Yep. So a lot of a lot of talk now. If if Kepka can't go, does Stricker pull Horschel as a alternate? Hmm. Uh, he won the Dell match. Pat Reed is Patrick Reed hurt? Why wouldn't you use? Why wouldn't you do him? Patrick Reed. He, he chose not to pick Patrick Reed. Um, I know, but can you fill him in if Kepka gets gets hurt? Well, I think he's. I think that, that's something they're going to have to decide. Is is does yeah. he have a backup that can come in before the matches start? Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of talk about it being Horschel. You know, he won the match play this year. He just won the. You know, the. Um, has, nothing's been announced on that. Um, Interesting. The uh, European team looks pretty strong, boys. Uh, gonna be interesting to see. We'll we'll break that down more as we get closer. But I thought that was interesting to see them go with the old guys. Uh, and let's let's be honest, Poults and uh, Poults and Sergio are uh, under the skin type players for Poults. years. Against Poults could be one of the greatest Ryder Cup putters of all time, right? I mean, yeah. he's just insane how good he is. He certainly yep. is. Yep. And uh, yeah. and an interesting counter to Stricker's picks of quite a few rookies yeah right yeah uh, they went they went in a different direction they certainly did and you know come singles play um you know it's gonna be interesting but hopefully it doesn't matter by then is that your billy horschel hat todd or you want to talk about <laughs> it is my billy horschel hat <laughs> uh let's talk college football uh it started uh, with a big game in the shoe that kind of shook up college football oregon comes in Beats Ohio State for the first time ever. They were 0-9, including the last time they played in the national championship game. Um, Oregon beats Ohio State. Ryan Day's first regular season loss ever. Kind of shocking uh, the Buckeyes and the landscape. Um, Buckeye defense just looked horrendous in that game. Three times Oregon scored on the exact same play. Mm. Um, kind of a that, pulling end around. Does this uh, mean Jacksonville Ohio State? State is Ohio State not going to be in the playoffs? Is it that kind of a signal? I know it's early, pump the brakes, but are they are they going to struggle with some other Big Ten teams? Well, here's the thing, Bill. For the next six weeks, Michigan, they, don't, right? they don't play anybody good. Yeah, okay. Um, they, they will play Penn State. They will play Michigan State. They do not play Iowa. But mm. Iowa being now top five, that's good for Ohio State because it gives them a chance in the Big Ten championship yeah. to play against a top team. Yeah. Um, is you know, Michigan care business? Is, they is got Michigan's it. year, possibly. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, look at Anthony. Oh, not Harbaugh. No, I don't think so. Probably, probably not. Uh, well, no. <laughs> no, they beat. You never you know. know. Beat, you never know. <laughs> they beat Western Michigan, and they beat a bad Washington team. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and they're. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Um, Iowa, like I said, uh, Jacksonville State over Florida State. Did you guys see the the last play? Unbelievable. unbelievable. That is unbelievable defense. on so many levels. Uh, what? Go ahead, Sean. What's what? I your... was just the the the, the defense. First of all, the defense. The 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 not tackling him when they caught the ball on the twelve yard line, and then they both guys ran to the pylon and the guy just stopped like like almost like uh, Quez Green in the uh, or Ike Hilliard thought in the in the yeah, yeah. You know, when he did the jump step yeah and then he 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 walks in on the last play of the game as as the clock's hit zero, um, just a just an epic loss. Iowa wins big in the in the Cyhawk thing, yeah. and. Um, and USC loses to Stanford. Mm. Clay Helton fired in week number two uh, as their coach today. Um, what what's going on there? Did they what did they do week one? They're not zero and two, are they? Uh, they won last week. They won. Yeah. What's I mean? What's I going think, on there? Firing and firing them in week two. That's weird. Been waiting to get, I guess they've been waiting to get them out behind the scenes. Yeah, it, you know, new new athletic director came out today and said, you know, we owe it to the to the program to. to vie for national champions and we can't accept mediocrity and blah 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 hey sean if i was stanford i'd use that as bulletin board material like they, <laughs> right. they respect for us at all yeah we're not allowed to for win years, a game right for years to come yeah <laughs> hey sean did you share the link about the power five you know the the, the every team has won at least one game in the last four games except one team except arizona which is you except a, arizona which is awesome <laughs> Yeah, I sent that to everyone I know back in Arizona. <laughs> All the UA fans, anyone I knew who was a, a, a University of Arizona fan got that, that text. Arizona has a big game this week. Arizona State. Arizona, Arizona State uh, had a big win. They, you know, they they played well. Nevada, Las Vegas wasn't that big a deal, but and uh, Arizona got whooped by San Diego State. That felt good. So, hey Sean, I don't want to interrupt the uh, the flow, but um, let's go back to the FSU Jackson State game. Yeah. Did you see what happened after the game? Uh-oh. I'll, I'll cut right to the chase. I did not. So uh, either an offensive lineman or defensive lineman. Oh, yeah, lineman yes. I, I heard about it. Closed to his girlfriend after the game. And for, for, the, guys on, the guys on Peter Burns and Chris Doring were wondering why were they doing that. And they came up with – he looked at the schedule and said, what's a guaranteed win, right, Jackson State? <laughs> and he brought both – both sets of parents were probably in the stands, oh right? Words. I'm oh so they have a picture on Twitter with Jackson State celebrating and him in the end zone on a knee proposing, right? So, wow. um, and Peter Burns actually came up with the best take. He's like, hey, it's for better or for worse. So if, you know, you're starting off saying it's going to be good times again. <laughs> it doesn't get much worse. <laughs> right. It doesn't get much worse. So anyway, I thought that was, wow. I, I couldn't just bring it up. So that's that awesome. Todd, let's. Let's let you run a little bit. Uh, UF uh, goes down to Raymond James Stadium. Uh, they beat a not a great USF team, but they beat them uh, in a game that we saw both our quarterbacks um, play. Uh, AR-15, Anthony Richardson uh, looked great. Three for three. First quarterback since Tebow to run and throw for over 100 yards. Um, he did pull up lame after his 80-yard touchdown run with a what looked like a pulled hammy. I believe that is the diagnosis is a strained hamstring. Although Mullen said he will practice this week. 
mm. and will mm. expect to be ready to play on Saturday. Uh, Mullen did come out and say Emory Jones will still be the starter. Uh, Todd, you talked in a, in a thread with some Gator fans about the, you're not a big fan of the booing of Emory Jones. Um, you know, that, you know, I think it's been very clearly evidenced that AR 15 looks to be very Dak Prescott like in his talents, but he only knows seven plays in our playbook. Right. And, wow. and Dan Mullen's trying to say like, he, he's not grasping the playbook. And so that's why they're going to see both guys on the field as much as they can until they both have a feeling for what and how this offense should operate. Yeah. I, we're in a group text string. I love all the guys on it, but um, you know, all fans are awful, right? All fans are just awful. And there should be no group text strings of fans together <laughs> and spew awful things to each other. Right. So everyone's like, AR-15, he's obviously the better quarterback. Why is he playing with a white player? Okay, so he is more athletic, more dynamic, more explosive. But the problem is, is that no one wants to understand is we played FSU and USF. Why wouldn't you play both? FAU, FAU, yeah. FAU, I'm sorry, what did I say? I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. FSU. FAU and, and USF. Why wouldn't you play both guys? Why wouldn't you give them both as many reps as humanly possible? Yes. Right? So we're playing Alabama next week. Exactly. Richardson had a great Richardson is explosive, had a great drive. They bring in Emory Jones, the fans, boo, uh, not all the fans, a smattering of a minority fans boo. I'm like, you guys are just, I, I hate you. Let, let, both quarterbacks need reps. Like it makes no sense. Um, I think long-term um, Emory Jones is great. He's steady. But I think uh, if Anthony Rich, Richardson can learn the playbook, he is going to be the future um the future quarterback is he, is he a, a true freshman or has he been here uh, i believe he's, believe he's, he's, he's registered last year so he registered he's last year and he's still struggling yeah. with the playbook i mean he would have that's, been in the quarterback room for all those meetings last uh, year i haven't heard that sean that's the first i've heard but you you probably do a little uh, more that's interesting there was, there was quite a bit of talk on um wow. pat dooley uh his he podcast. is so good he is so talented. It's unbelievable, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, so. his, well, his, 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 his ball, you know, Emery throws a, a, a good spiral. He just doesn't put a lot of touch on it. Whereas AR 15 has, you know, which by the way, that's, that's a pretty cool nickname. Um, you know, first quarterback to work. Especially if you're into, especially into owning guns. No, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. That's why I just think it's yeah. Anyone who wears 15 at Florida has got to have a little confidence, right? Tim yes. Tebow's number. So, you know, we're, we're, we'll see. I, I think. This week will be a, a big bellwether for, for how, they, how they're going to do. Uh, the running game, the, the defense, the secondary, I think, is, our, is a weak spot, Todd. Um, I don't like number 27. Uh, I can't tell you his name, but after every tackle. I'm sure he's he a nice this. kid, Sean. I'm sure he's he a nice this. kid. You know, he does this. I just hate when you tackle a guy for a 12-yard gain, and the first thing you do is get up and raise your hands like you just, uh, you know. Hey, just, uh if you, if you know it, pass, Sean, but you want to play Guess the Spread, Florida, Alabama? If you know it, then Oh, pardon. let me – I'm going to try that. I don't know. Like, I'm going to try to. I'll pass. Oh. Because you know it? Okay. Oh, you know it? Okay, so I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It, where is it? It's in Gainesville. It's in uh, Ben Hill, Griffith, Florida, Florida Field. 12. Anthony? 11. It is the highest spread oh, between shit. top 15 teams in 25 years. Sean? In the 20s? Is it in the 20s? 15 and a half. 15 and a half. 15 and a half. 15 oh. And a half. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And you know I what? Kinda I kind of like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I, no I, one needs to use that. 
You put money on the Gators? No, never. I, I will not. Bet. I will never bet on the Gators. <laughs> they have not covered the last two spreads. Win if you lose. They have not covered the spread against two schools, FAU and, and USF. USF, yeah. I'm not. You never close. bet. Never bet your favorite team. Never bet on the hey, team. You're I want it. Right. Go ahead. Full thumb right now. Yeah. The 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 question is, Bill. Will Joe Carney tease it up or down? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's always he's always teasing everything. He's always playing a tease. Um, will he, will he tease I want to hear. Want to hear? I want to hear your take, you uh, uh, SEC boys, about UCF finally getting into a Power Five conference, and so now they can be national champions. They can be in the playoffs. Go get them. Okay, like that's what I figured. Yeah. 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 Be careful you ask for. Go rack up those. Careful you ask for, Bill. Go rack up those big games against Kansas State and uh, and Memphis. Yeah. BYU. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 easy to and no, it's easy to have two tough games a year versus seven or eight tough games a year, right? And now they're some tougher games, so it's it's probably better for the program. It's probably oh, better sure. for. Program. Oh yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And, it's interesting. So this week, guys, uh, you know, a couple marquee games, obviously, you know, the Florida, uh, Florida, Alabama game, you've got uh, a kind of a renewed rivalry, even though it's going to be a, a blowout, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Mm. Um, yep. You've got uh, Cincinnati going to Indiana, big road test there for the Bearcats. They go to Indiana, they go to the state of Indiana twice this year, they play Indiana and they play Notre Dame uh, at Notre Dame. Uh, later this season so what is purdue busy i mean what's going on they've got a good chance they, they've got a good ch good chance to uh to show what they can do um michigan state goes to miami who escaped with a a two-point win over app state uh, i look for michigan i look for michigan state to, to beat miami in uh in hard rock stadium um a couple other games todd are the the vols lost to Pitt. wow uh, that was a good gators, game gators will face them next week um yep. seven o'clock kickoff purdue does go to notre dame so that could be a, a decent game because notre dame survived against toledo um and then there's one other game that i had me interested um south carolina you, georgia is a night game in georgia um oh auburn penn state that's where game day will be um you know people on twitter were upset that they wouldn't pick the florida alabama game well that game's on cbs first of all um, right and as I stated, not a single person on that dais is going to pick Florida to win. So um, it's not, you're not yeah, exciting. You're not going to get the whole home crowd excited when everyone's picking against you. Um, this is a look. I mean, we've seen some upsets. We saw. Um, I don't think anybody picked Oregon to beat Ohio State. So Florida could win this game, but they're going to have to execute a perfect game. Hey Sean, two teams I got to talk about. One, um, Kentucky not getting top twenty-five uh, yes. recognition. They're a scary team this year. They're not. I agree. I don't think they're going to win the East, but Florida plays them in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> Levis, Levis looks good. He's a big, stocky quarterback. Head uh, on a swivel when you uh, that week. <clears throat> um, and the one we're not talking about, what a turnaround Sam Pittman's done in Arkansas. Arkansas yes. put a whooping on Texas. They're two and zero. They're ranked now. Um, if you guys, if you guys, uh, YouTube, watch SEC Network. This is a guy I was ready to run through my wall, you know, watching him uh, do an interview. Just he's got those boys motivated, ready to go. Um, yeah, Arkansas, they may, they may make a little noise. Uh, I don't know if they'll win the West, but they'll certainly uh, play some good football.
moving out. A couple good late games won't stay up for uh, Arizona State plays at BYU. Uh, yeah, tough game. Yeah, tough uh, game. That's a that's a you know uh, loser leaves town. Uh, they're both in the um, you know out there in the west, and then uh, Fresno State who almost beat Oregon. Uh, they they play UCLA, so we'll see if the Fighting Chip Kellys. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I'll tell you, UCLA wins that game, goes into the top 10 with USC having trouble across town. Uh, good opportunity there for, for Chip Kelly to plant the flag in, in LA. Yeah, and ASU, ASU plays UCLA in like week four or five or something pretty quick. So, okay, kinda, so it'll just end the South. <laughs> You'll know. Yeah. Who, yeah. A, ASU <laughs> beats BYU, and then somehow that becomes a, you know, that, that, that becomes a college game day location. Yeah, possible. Um, yeah. For that. Right, let's, go to the, let's go to the guys who play play for ASU, money. ASU had the radio game day once, not not TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good. <laughs> it was. <laughs> let's talk about the NFL guys, and we'll wrap up. Um, as as entertaining of a Thursday night game as I've seen in a while, the mm. season opener with the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers battling a well played, good Dallas team that. Tampa Bay tried to give it to them every way they could. Yeah. Penalties, turnovers, gash for yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, your secondary just looked lost out there. Well, two two starters out, so it just I get it. Like I get what, it. But it's what Mahomes yeah. went through with two 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 offensive linemen out in the Super Bowl. He was running for his life. Um, yeah, you you had a backup in to start the game, and then with, early in the first quarter, we lost bunting as well. So that was. Uh, that's a that's a weakness. They need some better depth in the secondary. I think the front seven's amazing, but if you're not covering anybody, it does. You, it's it's just not going to work. So, look, God Godwin's Godwin's fumble at the goal line was you know just dreadful. Leonard but Fournette's fumble. <laughs> it goes on. There's a few of them. Yeah. Brady's Brady's okay. interception. You know, overthrow into the end zone. Um, yeah. You know, but listen, I 55 seconds left on the clock when that. Phil going through, was there ever a doubt that, okay, this is set up pretty perfectly for, no, for TB12? Pretty much you knew he's going to get in field goal range. And, and that wasn't a push off. That was just a good call. So just throw that out there for the, for the uh, Brady haters. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would have been called in the first quarter. So it probably shouldn't have been called yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, you know, uh, I think the stat was amazing. It was out there. No team has ever won a game that had hundred yards and penalties was down three in the turnover battle <laughs> and gave up and, 450 wow. yards and gave up four. Yeah. And gave up. Yeah. No one's ever won that. That game is unwinnable and they won it. That's what, that's what good teams do. You know, when they have a bad day, they, they kind of overcome. Um, well, wow. listen, I got to think, I got to think Dallas looks at that and says like, Hey, we, you know, we, we showed that we could have won that game. Probably should have won that game. And well, they, I, they I heard absolutely on uh, should have won the game. You know, that the NFC South plays the NFC East. And yeah. so yeah. basically Cowboys, you know, unless they think the Giants or Washington or Philadelphia is going to beat Tampa, they're all probably just looking at that as an even, you know. Maybe, yeah, possibly. You know, that, that's how they get a, a half game, you know, up on the Cowboys. But what other games caught your eye? Mal, you said you were uh, – you had your – ear to the NFL because of your circumstances there in, in Georgia. What was um, any games stand out to you either early or late? Well, I have a family full of uh, Packer fans. Mm. And, uh, it was unexpected to see how poorly 
the Packers played and for Jameis Winston to have, I believe, 148 or 168 yards and five touchdowns was, if you told me that Rodgers would play that bad and Jameis would have 150 yards and have five touchdowns, I would have told you it was not possible. And it happened. Uh, that was, and it was, it was an interesting game to watch and then listen to as we were driving back to St. Simons. Um, the rookie quarterbacks were kind of a story. Uh, uh, Sam Darnold beating the Jets was, yep. uh, was, a, was a, a nice thing. Um, um, Cincinnati played a great game. The other game that caught my eye that I saw most of, uh, except for the very end, was uh, Cleveland and Kansas City. Uh, mm. Cleveland looked really good until the game was on the line, and then they kind of – I don't know the if they pun- stopped the playing, punter, ran out the of punter, gas. The punter dropped the ball. Oh, yeah. yes, muff. That was, it was a muff. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, you, you give Mahomes down, down three, you know, the ball at the 20. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But there still was time left on the game. But after that, uh, they just they just didn't get on track. They didn't play as well after that moment as they did before that moment. Right. And they played pretty good the early part of the game. I thought. Yeah. Um, you talk about Darnold. Darnold, boy, what a what a what a weapon McCaffrey is. Right. Ninety eight yards rushing, eighty nine yards receiving. Um, yeah. He's a fantasy dream. Number one. <laughs> he pick. is right. He is. Yep. He's a quarterback stream too. I mean. Yeah. Darnold didn't have that kind of a player, even close to it, when he was a no. Jet. And, uh, and he hey, looked pretty good. I mean, the parts I saw. One of those touchdowns for Winston was 55 yards. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that means, yeah. I mean, that's 93 yards, yards other than that. four touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's amazing. So, hmm. Todd, the uh, Bills kind of uh, surprising loss there and a hmm. uh, big win for the Steelers. Um, Falcons uh, struggled to say the least, right? Is that a good word to say? Struggled? Any other good, any other good news to report, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> so fa- family, uh, family, uh, I follow the Bills close to my heart. Locally, um, Bills taught me well. Uh, you, fo- you follow the Falcons. And my past life uh, following the Packers, boy, it was a tough week one uh, in my household, especially uh, my viewing. So, uh, yeah, Falcons just, I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping, um, and hope is not the best strategy sometimes. I'm hoping Philadelphia is just really good. I mean, mm-hmm. they could be one of those teams that are just surprisingly really good, well coached. Um, it's always fun to watch week one and week two, right? We saw it in college football this last weekend, and now we're sure. going to see it as well. So we'll, a lot of questions will be answered um, next week uh, during this time. Sean, you always love to throw these little questions, tidbits. I'm going to throw this out, and I'm going to throw it to you, Bill. Uh-oh. Shit. What do the Cardinals, Chargers, Seahawks, 49ers, and Broncos, without looking up, all have in common this week? They all won. They're all West Coast teams. And they all won. won. Yep. Right? Yep. A That's lot amazing. of Traveled east. Traveled east, yeah. Now, I think it's harder to travel west because the time change, but a lot of road teams uh, yeah. won this. Yeah, and again, it a lot of upsets. West Coast. A lot of yeah. upsets. Yeah, it was. Uh, Even though I know Arizona is on the coast, but yeah. You, you yeah. Get the- yeah, yeah. Close enough. So, and yeah, yeah Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray looked great. He looked great. He looked, he looked really he great. great. 
Yeah. And how about and, Tyrod Taylor for the Broncos? I mean, it's yeah. kind of a hit yeah. gem there, right? No, Tyrod Taylor was for the uh, Texans. Texans. Yeah, Texans. Yeah. Who who's playing for the Broncos? I'm going to blank. Um, dang it. Hold I'll on. It Keep going. Keep going. Stall, we'll, stall, come we'll circle stall. back. Stall. Stall. I'm looking right now. Quarter- stall. Stall. <laughs> the quarterback for the Denver Broncos oh. is. Uh, Bridge- Eddie Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Eddie Bridgewater. Yeah. Bridgewater. Yes. Yeah. Again, kind of a he. What, he was with the Vikings. I think another stop. So yeah, it was uh pretty cool to see him uh, do well, find a home. Yeah, that's right. Tyler's with the uh, Texans. Yeah, both both guys had a pretty good. Hey, Sunday. Not, not so loud. That's the they beat the Giants. Oh, gotcha. I'll be quiet. Sorry, Mel. <laughs> that's all right. No, the Giants. The Giants have a quick turnaround. Giants play on Thursday. Uh, they play on Washington Thursday. football team. Um, Ooh, so. Divisional matchup, always good. Any, yes. Anyone who's expecting too much from the Jets or the Giants <laughs> is expecting too much. <laughs> there you go. Um, so let's another, see. Another I, team that that uh, kind of got back to their old ways a little bit in terms of defense, Pittsburgh. They, yeah. yeah. They played some smash mouth defense. Did anybody anybody mention anybody mention Stafford, the uh, MVP? I was, that's, I, I was oh, gonna go there next. I thought I thought he really looked good. And, oh my uh, god! Just, I, I mean, first of all, that like, stadium it was just was, so much hype. Like it's like oh, there, yeah. it was you know tons of hype. It's not going to be that way. He is going to destroy some records this year. He is. Hey, speak. Oh, so much talent. Speaking right? of hype. I'm hoping, um, I think the Bills were a victim of everyone's touting them to yeah. win the AFC. And they started out with the Steelers. And so maybe you never want a loss ever, but maybe this is a blessing in disguise to uh, the coaching staff humble these guys saying. Yeah, I, I think the Browns too. Last year. I think, you know, the Browns yeah, and the I Bills agree. both, you know, both, uh, you know, kind of, I mean, the Browns at least said we were we were in that game. I mean, we, we, we went to Kansas City and had a chance and then they kind of just didn't execute. Um, yeah. Ted, Ted Simmons, uh, Ted Simmons, Bill Simmons podcast on Tim. I'm, 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 I'm old. Ted Simmons, Bill Simmons. Podcast He's an old Braves catcher, by the way. <laughs> he was, I know. Catcher. On Friday yeah. morning, listen, I listened to uh, Bill, Bill Simmons because I wanted to hear what he had to say about the, I thought maybe he'd have something and he did. He left a spot in his podcast. He recorded yeah, prior to this, yeah. for the game. Yeah. Did you hear his take on, on uh, what the, what the, what, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Cause it was a mm-hmm. fantastic, Yes, he, laid the, yes. he laid it out completely in this narrative and he went down the path of how it was going to happen and the ultimate revenge it was going to be. And the whole thing is, is he's got Belichick versus Brady in the Super Bowl. Patriots. That's awesome. Yeah. And now yeah. he's also, he, he lives in Boston. He said, it, no, I've rooted against <laughs> my team many times yeah. or told you they were shitty, but he said it was really cool the way he had them beating, you know, the Browns and a, the first round and then the second round getting to the chiefs and then and beating the bills in a final rematch and, and then getting to the super bowl. It was really good. So right. you have a chance. <laughs> yep. All right. A lot of sports. Let's go yeah. around the horn. Now, what do you got coming up this week, buddy? Well, we're going to spend another couple of days up here on beautiful, uh, St. Simon's, uh, and, uh, just do a little relaxing and hanging out. Uh, uh, big shout out to the, all the folks at my Tampa agent for filling in so nobly while I've been gone. Uh, it's, uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little time and, uh, control alt delete, Sean. I'm going to 
mm. Uh, mm. regroup a little bit, right? I'm gonna uh, recharge, uh, count my blessings, uh, gonna let my loved ones know I love them and uh, just uh, uh, take a few deep breaths and slow down for a couple of days. Good for you, man. And I wish the same. I wish the same for everybody. But that's that's what I'll be doing this week. Uh, and uh, it it's gonna be it's gonna be a good week. Well, thanks for jumping on with us here, Todd. How about you, bud? Yeah. Uh, again, coming off a great week, and uh, I, I thought about you a lot, Mal, um, as, as well. Um, I had a great week, Scott. My son obviously celebrated graduation, and you just feel the love. You feel people reaching out to you and, and, and giving you love. Um, the opposite of, you know, again, I'm so glad he's well, but now you had a little scare um, and you felt just the outpouring of love. Um, and two things come to mind is, is uh, the old adage, you reap what you sow, right? Um, uh, building those relationships and solving problems, having fun, getting up, showing up. Um, you build these great connections, relationships, and they're there when you need, when, when it's needed. And I guess our challenge, and I think this group does a good job is on the boring weeks and God, I hope there's a lot more boring weeks than super exciting weeks, but on the boring weeks, uh, let's reach out to those, you know, pick up the phone, pick people up. Um, hopefully it's few and far between when we need them, but boy, when, uh, when we need them, they're sure there for us. So good, uh, good life lesson, good learning this week and, uh, looking forward to, uh, great days ahead. Bill, what's right going on? Bill? Yeah, yeah. Your um, shows are back in full swing now, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, I have a very interesting guest tomorrow. His name is Jerry Valentine. Jerry served, uh, worked for the Columbus Housing Authority in Columbus, Ohio. And he's now created his own company called Renter Mentor. And a uh, very cool kid. Um, Really, really a lot of fun. I met him at the IOI uh, NAR event, which is where the startups, he was in the pitch battle for the startup uh, tech companies. And he's trying to create a platform to make it much easier for, for um, uh, you know, uh, low income. I, how am I saying this right? Um, cert, for, the, for the Section 8 tenants to, to find the Section 8 landlords that want to work together and understand how this process works the right way, not the wrong way. I guess that makes sense. Uh, very interesting kid. So it was fun. It was a great little interview. We get to talk a little sports as well, which is always fun. And uh, yeah, so that's this week. So how about you, Sean? What do you got coming up? Well, I am uh, finishing up some coaching sessions in Cincinnati. Uh, then I'm heading over to Nemecolon Woodlands outside of Pittsburgh uh, for our President's Club event. Mm. Uh, get to facilitate a top agent panel there, play a little golf and celebrate with a lot of the top agents that I work with. Um, and then, um, and then head back home to, uh, and, and work with a couple, couple sellers over the weekend. So, uh, good week to just kind of get back. I got a ton of travel over the next few weeks and months, which we'll talk about, I'm sure on future podcasts, but good to be back. Take care of your loved ones, guys. And on behalf of Bill, Todd and Mal, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.